In the June 7th California primary, Elk Grove and Sacramento residents will vote for their 10th District California Assembly representative. There are five people vying to fill the open seat, one Republican and four Democratic candidates. I'm Dan Gowardy, and this four-part Elk Grove News podcast series we are calling Hear What They Have to Say, we'll interview four of those candidates. In this second edition, we speak with Democratic candidate, the Reverend Dr. Takoy Porter. Dr. Porter, thank you for joining us on Elk Grove News Podcast today. Glad to be here, Dan. Dr. Porter, for the benefit of listeners who may not know you, can you give us a quick uh, biography of yourself? Sure. Um, again, name is Reverend Dr. Takoy Porter. I am the senior pastor of the Genesis Church in South Sacramento off of Meadowview Road. I've been actually doing this for 22 years. I'm a third generation pastor um, who's been um, just comes from a long line of uh, public servant leaders. Um, as a pastor of an urban church, um, we have done all been all things to all people and created various outreach opportunities along with you know, addressing food and clothing insecurities, um, educational and health inequities, and even partnered with a school system to put a, a school, elementary school, on our campus um, to serve 400, 400 children. And it was named after myself, Decoy Porter College Prep, so it's, which is kind of cool <laughs> right Very there. Nice. Um, I didn't do it. I tell everybody, I named, my, named the school after me. The actual um, people who placed the school there did it. I bring that up to uh, say that, you know, we've always had an outreach orientation. My family's outreach orientation in terms of our community and city. And I guess that's why I'm here today. Dr. Porter, uh, you're running for the 10th Assembly District. It's newly drawn lines. And this year, for the next 10 years, it's going to be more of an urban and suburban district uh, versus in the past where it was kind of more suburban and rural. We're a very uh, diverse community. We have lots of languages, uh, lots of different uh, ethnic and racial groups. If you're elected to the Assembly, you're going to have a very diverse constituency and they're going to have often, often they'll have conflicting interests. How will you deal with conflicting interests of your constituents and then obviously the interest group that will be dealing with you? Right, right. Well, you know, District 10, like you said, um, will be the, like the tale of two cities, um, literally, with Elk Grove and then you have South Sacramento area, Old Park, Tahoe Park issue. So um, you have the Sacramento City, then you have again Elk Grove which Elk Grove is, is um, I've been living here for in Elk Grove for well, over 30 years and in South Sacramento I've been working in this area for 22 years so I know the disparity between the two there and like you said some some interests may be conflicting um, I think if, by helping one you help the other and the first thing we have to do is make sure that we get every person, every interest group, every um, uh, stakeholder around the table and listen first. Listen first and see where there's common ground. And that's the first thing that I believe that you do when when trying to solve um, any of these issues and make any headway. We cannot move by um, going against each other. We have to come together. It's kind of a perfect segue into our the next question I have. We obviously live in a very politically divisive time, and there's been all sorts of residual effects in our 
society. What what do you think the remedy is to solve these problems? And obviously, it's not going to be done overnight. But in the long term, and let's say over the next ten years, what do you think needs to be done to solve that divisiveness in our society? Right, right. Well, you know what? Um, I think opportunities such as these, when you do sit in um, the legislature or as an elected official, you have a very unique opportunity to do one of two things. One, bring people together or drive people apart. And um, I am a unifier by nature as a pastor, um, father, husband. That's been my calling. And so I will bring that to the table in the elected position and to be a unifier. It's all about political will, you know, or the will of that person. And I, I really want to see peace. I really want to see everyone being able to come up and elevate themselves, you know, and be able to thrive no matter where they live within the district. And so um, I come bringing that mandate, that mission into this office and uh, we'll do all I can to make that happen. Kind of a policy question now, not exactly a policy question, but if you're elected, what sort of committees would you like to serve on and what is it about those specific committees that interests you and that you think you can affect change for your constituents? Right, well, there's two uh, committees I'm particularly, well, three that I'm particularly interested in. There's the budget committee, of course, you know, we like to try to get uh, have a say-so as to where the money flows, right, and um, make sure there's equity across um, the board within the district. Of course, then there's um, your uh, education. Um, I believe that uh, South Sacramento definitely needs a voice uh, in regards to bringing, again, equity to the educational space and, and that community, and also Elk Grove, of course. And then housing, I mean, I think everybody wants to be at play in that that area. So housing, urban, urban development, and trying to move forward um, affordable housing in California. Like many people live in California, you're from, not from California originally. We have many people in our district that are from uh, other parts of the country, much less other parts of the world. And you grew up outside of Sacramento. What were the lessons that you learned in growing up when you were a younger person that you can bring to the California community, the Sacramento community? Right, right. Well, like I said, I am originally from the Midwest. I'm a Midwesterner uh, from St. Paul, Minnesota, and came out to California to see gold in the hills. And we found it here. Our family did. Um, this is where I found my wife, and you asked me about my um, biography earlier, who am I? Um, I do not want to neglect saying that I'm a husband, 28 years, to a fantastic uh, woman, um, just keeps me bound in. She's actually from here, uh, from this community, and um, excited, three children that I've, that I've raised here, raised together in Elk Grove. And so um, I guess what I bring from being outside of California, I've been in California since 1988, so the blood has thinned. <laughs> I, I, I shy away from any type of winters <laughs> in Minnesota going back to see family. I go only in the summertime <laughs> for that. I can um, understand that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think I'm Californian through and through at this point. But I think I do bring about a, a communal um, sensibility you know, where I am my brother's keeper, 
you know, my, my sister's keeper, where, you know, it's going to take really working together to make everybody, to make all of us um, rise. And so um, I think that value set of, of coming together, working together, of really, you know, I count everybody as a friend, you know, and no enemies. I'm not one that to hold grudges. Uh, and I think that's probably the Midwestern, you know, in me right there in that southern isn't part. There, isn't there the term Minnesota friendly or yeah, something Yeah, exactly. Like this? Yeah, yeah, which can, can be negative too right, <laughs> right yeah, there. As we've seen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, exactly. But, um, but I guess so, you know, we just, we really try to work together to bring about change. And that's what this is really all about, no matter what your race, ethnicity, gender, country if you're first generation you know coming to this to california you know i think everyone that comes to california is seeking better right and um that's what my family did and we received that we received better coming out of here i want to make sure that somebody else receives better as well now i have to ask you this i guess you could say this is kind of a fun question but if you could spend an afternoon with anybody who is living or passed on who would that person be and what is it about that person that makes them interesting to you that you would want to spend an afternoon with them? Right, right. Well, um, so there's probably two people, well, a couple of them. Two's um, fine. Two's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sure. All right. Well, first of all, I'm going to have to say my, um, my parents, uh, my father, and my mother, they have both passed on. One, my father in 1999, then my mother in 2005. I would love, love, love to be able just to uh, spend some time with them, show them what the children, their children have done, grandchildren they haven't seen and met with, and you know, just just to, as a touch point right there and see how, how how their legacy is living at this time, of course. Um, and then on the uh, kind of funner side i am a big lebron james fan <laughs> so I, would, I would love just okay to, uh, so we i have to uh, reverend i have to ask you this question right this is the perennial question are you a michael fan or a lebron oh fan? oh man man you know i i first started out as a michael jordan fan because i'm a midwester there you know minnesota is not far from chicago and i got all the that stuff you know the paraphernalia you know, from the Bulls, and nobody beats that team, you know, Michael Jordan-led team back in the day. But I am now a LeBron James fan through and through. I am on his team, and I, um, and, and I hate to say it, and I might get messed up if I say go Lakers, but go Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to cheer for somebody because the Kings certainly aren't Oh, man, it. man, the Kings, oh, my goodness. Well, we know well, what I'm going to talk about that, I'll right? Actually, I'll actually <laughs> – I'll join in with you because uh, I'm a LeBron fan now, and it changed for me when he went back to Cleveland. Oh, yeah. You know, when he went to Miami, I think he even knew that was a poor choice of the process he went through going to Miami. But uh, when, when he went back to yeah. Cleveland and brought them the championship, oh, yeah. it was kind of always forgiven. So I'm 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 a, I'm in the LeBron fan too. Right, right. He learned how to win, and then he never lost touch of his roots. You know, I like the idea right. of him. You know, with love what he's doing with the school, how he gives back to his community. You know, trying to elevate everyone in the best way that he can. Um, so I I love his value set. Um, I think he's just entertaining. I think he's breaking records. You know, he's doing the, he's doing the thing. So, 
Very good. Yeah. Okay, one last thing. How can voters get a hold of you? How can they find out more about your campaign? How can they get involved? Right. Well, certainly go to my website at www.tecoyporterforassembly.com. And that's spelled T-E-C-O-Y, Porter, P-O-R-T-E-R, forassembly.com. Or even better yet and easier, just go to www.votefortherev.com. Votefortherev.com. It will take you to my website and you see how you can make a donation, contribute, endorse, and just how to get involved. We're doing phone banking, text banking, um, canvassing, um, and, and all that. And spread the word. Also, follow me on social media on um, Facebook, Twitter. Um, is Dr. Porter Sr. Uh, Dr. Porter Sr. is my handle. And then I'm on Instagram at DRT Porter. DRT Porter. And um, you just type in my name, Dr. Decoy Porter. There's only one of me. So <laughs> you'll, you'll find me um, there. And we would love to have you join Team Porter uh, for Assembly. Dr. Porter, thank you very much for your time and best wishes on your campaign. Thanks, Dan. It was a pleasure being here today.